0: Good afternoon,
1: everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I want to say Happy New Year. We're so excited to be back um, and with some brand new episodes for 2022. You know, The Power of Young People to Change the World um, was created by NYLC to lift up the voices of young people and really how they're using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world. And we wanted the opportunity to highlight um, those educators who are utilizing the power of service learning to really rethink how they're educating young people. Um, I wanna welcome back um, Sophia DeFourri as my co-host today. Um, Sophie is a junior at the Potomac School in McLean, Virginia. And she's passionate about working towards social justice. Um, She's a writer and editor at InLight, um, which is a diversity publication dedicated to integrating injustices and empowering its readers and writers. She's a member of PAVE, which stands for Promoting Awareness Victim Empowerment. And she's an amazing member of NYLC's Youth Advisory Council. So Sophie, thanks so much for um, coming back and being willing to co-host with me.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Amy. I want to start off by saying Happy New Year. It's so exciting to be back co-hosting the show with you. I'm so excited to meet today's guest. Um, today we have Isabella Hansen. She is the founder of I Matter, an international poetry competition on equality that has grown to include 42 states and 30 countries. She is an advisor for Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation and has been featured on Nickelodeon's Kid of the Year program, as well as in Forbes Magazine and Medium.com. So when we were preparing for today's show, Isabella shared a poem with us written by Robbie Michael Cruchon from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I just want to take a moment and share that with you. Um, It's called Black Lives Matter, again by Robbie Michael Cruchon. Black lives matter, you say, but you still sing that word, touch our hair, and label us aggressive when we try to defend ourselves. Black girl magic, you say. Yet you fail to appreciate the brown skin that coats our bodies, like cloaks, and the coily hair that winds around our heads like a crown. This is a safe space, you say, but the space you are creating is already contaminated by the same people it's supposed to be safe from. Black hair is beautiful, you say, yet somehow it's only beautiful on your skin, because while we're bullied and criticized, kicked out of classes, and named unprofessional for our hairstyles, you don't hesitate to take them for yourselves, box braiding and cornrowing your own hair. You can say black lives matter, but you're reposting and quoting, don't mean nothing till you show those black lives that they matter to you. We, are, we fear our lives when in sight of the ones who are supposed to protect and serve. Systems so old that they are beginning to rot are still being used to oppress us. Black bodies are filling the streets and despite how hard you try to wash away our pain, your hands, the roads, the flag are still stained in our blood. Our voices are hoarse, but we scream out trying to prove to you we matter the melanin in our skin doesn't affect the way we are only human. I can't breathe, we say. We matter, we say. Say their names, we say. Don't shoot, we say. We're hurting, we say. But still, Black lives only matter because it's trending. I just want to take a moment to reflect on that. Um, I know the first time I read that, I personally had chills. I think it is so beautifully written and so wonderfully illustrates so many of the issues surrounding people's approach to such an important movement and kind of the superficiality around um, their approach and how that really takes away from the gravity of the situation and um, the experiences of Black people. I know that personally really inspires me to want to move past that Black square on Instagram and um, really have have meaning in what I'm saying and and take what I'm saying um, beyond just words, but, but to something that can actually make an impact and really make a change in such an important movement.
1: I wanted to take a moment to and reflect, Sophie, thank you for sharing your reflection. Um, the first time I read the poem and then when you read it, I get tears and chills. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, words are such powerful tools um, and they can be tools for change. Um, they can educate, they can inspire. And Robbie's poem, um, it really inspired me to like, not only pause, but to really start to think deeply about what kind of change I can create as an educator. I think that line um, around safe spaces, like struck such a chord, um, you know, as an educator, we say that a lot, like this is a safe space, but is it really And are what are we doing? And what are we thinking about um, to ensure that, that it truly is a safe space, you know? So as, as that educator, as that nonprofit leader, as a mother, as a friend, Um, like it just makes me think about, yeah, how I move, um, from words, um, think just saying things or just saying black lives matter to actually making that a reality. So, um, yeah, powerful, powerful words. Yeah, I I
2: completely agree. And, and Robbie's poem is just one example of young people sharing their voice in the book published by I matter. So with that, let's meet the amazing woman behind this movement. Um, we really want to hear your reflection of Robbie's poem, Isabella, and all about I Matter, but before we do, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Hi, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. Robbie's poem is one of the amazing, many amazing entries that I received, and I just love how she was able to channel all of her passion and energy about this important movement into this wonderful and moving poem. I'm Isabella Hansen, but everyone calls me Bella. And I'm a junior at Kennett High School and also an honor roll student. I live in Chadsford, Pennsylvania with my mom, dad, Nana, and sister, Victoria. I am also a cat lover, so I have four rescue cats, Midnight, Ivy, Simone, and Winnie, all girls. For activities, I run track, the 200 and 400 meter sprints, and I'm also in Model United Nations, Humanitarian Club, Feminist Club and equity and diversity council. But typically after school, I'm either at track or one of my club meetings. And then after that, it is homework time. In my free time, I love writing poetry, traveling and hanging out with my friends.
2: First of all, I just wanna um, touch on the track part because I personally run track as well. and I know the 400 is a very hard race. So um, I congratulate you for that. Um, but can you give our listeners a little bit of an overview of I Matter and um, how did it start and what is your mission with this work? Yes, of
3: course, but I also just wanted to say that it is the 400 sprint is hard and it's it's bad. Yeah, I've yes. done it before. <laughs> so iMatter, which started in June 2020, is all about healing. It is an international poetry and art contest for students from all backgrounds to create and submit entries on why Black Lives Matter. And the goal of the competition is to provide a platform for youth to express their thoughts on social justice itself. The top entries are made into a book, which is printed in hardcover. And I send out copies to schools and libraries across the country so that youth will have a youth-made resource on equality. And also, the top finalists each win $100 and copies of the book. And the grand prize winner earns $500. And um, with over 650 entries, it is highly competitive.
2: I think it uh, is, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. No, go
1: ahead, Sophie.
2: I just wanted to say really quickly, I think it's so wonderful what you're doing. And I think that the way, um, I think that the use of poetry is so amazing because I think it it really gives people an opportunity to share their position and and kind of have a powerful place to use something that they may love like poetry and, and share their thoughts so that's so amazing
1: so i share your love of poetry but not of the 400 so <laughs> <laughs> also the love of cats so we can bond there um but i would love to know kind of what inspired you to launch this national poetry competition and you were like 14 years old so why poetry and 14? <laughs>
3: So, the inspiration or calling I had to create the Matter program came during the time of social unrest that followed the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Just seeing the video of George Floyd's death and reading about the killing of Breonna Taylor changed my view completely of the world and really inspired me to take action. And I was only 14 years old at the time. They just kept showing the George Floyd video in the protests happening all over the world. And I thought to myself, how can youth express their feelings? My feeling inside was that Brianna T- Taylor was me and every Black girl in America. The schools were closed due to COVID, so everything was remote, and we just kept reading and watching everything that was going on in the world. I turned to poetry, and so I thought, why not try to create something to support other youth and also allow them to process their feelings? But my first response was not actually a matter. It was Juneteenth. I organized and hosted a Juneteenth event outside in my community. I selected a site that was a part of the Underground Railroad and brought people together for healing. The exact location was the Fussell House, which was named for Dr. Fussell, and it is located near my school in Kennett Square. The site was a part of helping over 2,000 slaves escape to freedom. So it just felt like the perfect location. And after the success of the Juneteenth program, I knew that I had to do more. And that is how I matter, came to exist.
1: And still, so poetry has just been in your heart, right? That is that mm-hmm. how you express yourself too, is through poetry?
3: Yeah, like during that time, I just used poetry all the time. I was learning about it in school, but I kind of took it to the next level and just used it as an outlet for myself.
1: That's amazing. I think, um, poetry, um, is such an amazing venue for self-expression because it can, it can be whatever you want it to be, right? Like there's so many mm-hmm. ways for poetry to come up, come to life. Um, just like Robbie's um, poem illustrates like that, the depth of feeling that you can get into onto paper, um, Uh, yeah, it brings chills. It brings tears, um, and hopefully brings change, um, which I've read, um, some of the other poems that are in your book and, um, it's just amazing. The power, um, of the spoken word, um, that, that truly does, um, bring chills and hopefully healing as well. Um, We're going to take a brief pause, and then when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Isabella. Um, So stay with us on The Power of Young People to Change the World, Uh, Voice America Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites.
0: That's Voice America TRN. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muirs? To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show.
1: So welcome back, everyone. Um, we're excited um, to be joined today by Isabella Hansen, the founder of I Matter. And so I'm going to throw it back to uh, my co-host Sophie.
2: Thank you, so um, let's jump right back in and learn more about the growth of the competition. Isabella, how are you reaching young people and how has it evolved since you first started? Hi, so
3: the contest has evolved to the point where I'm hosting workshops, but it has become tricky with COVID because I have to Zoom. And I also try to visit with youth where I'm at a workshops whenever I can. So in the beginning, it was just a contest listed and promoted, but recently, I was just in Portland, Oregon for an amazing workshop. I was just able to connect with so many kids and help them. And they were asking me questions. It was just so amazing. And I also just hosted one for younger kids in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania at my local library, where we actually like when people submitted their work, we rewarded them, I guess, with like a present because it was in the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And I also have a workshop on Martin Luther King Day with youth impacted by the foster care system. So I'm just working around the clock to find new ways to reach the youth.
2: That's so amazing. and I know it must have been so nice to move, um, having to go to Zoom and then uh, moving to being in person again and seeing people face to face. That must have been um, a great shift. Personally, I know I'm looking forward to that happening again. So I'm sure that must have been amazing. And it must be so amazing to see all those submissions and, and read them and enjoy them. Um So in terms of reading these submissions and kind of what you're getting, what are you hearing from young people as we watch the trials of officers who were involved in the killing of black men like George Floyd and Dante Wright?
3: So I literally remember where I was when the George Floyd verdict came in. I was in a parking lot with my mom in Kennets Square going to pick up dinner. We were praying for a guilty verdict, but at the same time, we were also nervous that, you know, it could go either way. Like me, the young people I work with were excited about the verdict, but it does not bring back George Floyd. It was progress, though, because I have a list of our fallen on my like on the back of the I Matter shirts and most of their families weren't able to see justice.
2: Yeah, I know personally when I I heard of the trial, um, I think and I think you were kind of touching on a similar similar idea earlier that going into class, we. Took the first five minutes to discuss the trial and it felt like we weren't doing what had happened justice. And I think it goes so far beyond that first five minutes. And like you described, it's something that's so impactful. And um yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was reading about um the work of I Matter and all of the amazing things that that you've accomplished, um, Bella. Um I was really impressed by kind of how you've engaged with the nonprofit community. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how they're involved in your work and what impact that they've had. So first I just
3: wanna kind of give a shout out to my supporters and judges for 2021 and 2022, which are Rob Covington of the NBA, Malcolm Jenkins of the NFL, and Little League superstar Monet Davis, and then of course me. But I have wonderful sponsor partners. I have Gucci, Riley's Way, Karma for Kara, and National Youth Foundation, which allows my contest to run to their website. It's just amazing being able to work with, like, work with other nonprofits and see what their mission is, and just see how I can eventually reach that. And for 2021, Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation helped me promote the contest on social media. So that was huge. And Rock Nation partnered and allowed us to include artwork honoring my hero, Nipsey Hussle. So there was really a broad range of supporters who helped me to make this all happen.
1: I'm curious um, if you could share, like... You know, if if there are young people out there that are doing amazing things and I know a lot of young people who've started their own nonprofits and how, so I heard sports, right? (laughs) I heard sports, Um, but also some other like really large partners, like how, like, how did you make those connections? Like, how did they, how did they become involved?
3: So this was all really done through like grants Like, it is a really long process, but I just applied for a lot of things, and I was just excited when I heard back from, well, actually, now the National Youth Foundation did the um, grant with Gucci, but I was included in that. But Riley's Way and Karma for Kara, I guess just at my age, it's really cool to just see how the grant, like grant filling out process works and to see what I like what kind of partnerships I can just build from that but for Lady Gaga I actually applied to that and I did not like I was so excited when I received the email saying that I was going like I was going to be on her advisory board like I just thought to myself I didn't think I didn't I definitely did not expect this to come out of a contest like mine, like I didn't expect to be on her board. It's just so amazing where things in life can take you.
1: That's pretty amazing. I know when um when I had the opportunity to talk to your mom for a few minutes and she was telling me about your experience that you had in Oregon and um you know some of the 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 sports experiences. Um, yeah those community partners are so important. Um, to help really like move our work forward, the foundations, um, all of that. And yeah, it's um, it's great when um, you get excited about grant writing. I wish I felt that way. I love <laughs> our sponsors and partners. I, I like value them and their contribution, um, but grant writing, oh. <laughs> It definitely is just, it's a challenging process, but
3: it's really like, it's just really moving to hear that people want to help with your work
1: and like when they ask you what can they do it just makes the whole process worth it absolutely so if you're a young person out there and you're looking you know you're thinking about this like it can be done isabella's as proof <laughs> it can be done um you know i was you know, i mentioned kind of oregon and um i'm curious about what successes you've seen and what do you hope for the future i mean you've um we talked about this um how many countries and and states have, are involved now, but like, what are those successes um, that really stand out to you personally? And where do you, where do you see this going in the future? So personally, I guess I have
3: like completed two books of the Winning Poetry and Art. So I think that's just a huge success alone because it's just so moving to me and important to just see this work published and I can imagine what it feels like for the students to have like to be already be published authors at their ages like that's really successful for them and we went from 150 youth to over 650 participating in 2021 so that was pretty amazing too we had 42 states and a wide variety of different countries so that was just great, but this year I'm trying to aim for a thousand. Nice. Also, the contest was featured on Nickelodeon and Grammy winner Billy Eilish like said my name. Like she <laughs> introduced her- <laughs> also- so- Bella Hansen, 14 years old. I I guess I didn't really hear the rest, but of course I watched it later. But that was just insane to me that she someone like her said my
1: name. Like, did you at any like at any time think as you were yeah when you started you talked about like the Juneteenth Underground Railroad um you know wanting to do something did you think like what was it like two years later like <laughs> that, that you that Billy Eilish would be, be calling out your name on Nickelodeon? I definitely
3: was not expecting that but you know I'm always glad it happened <laughs> but in t- In terms of hope, I'm going to continue to run this competition and I will just continue to raise funding for the prizes and the print books. And I'm also planning to begin raising money for an intern who might be able to help me with contest logistics when I start college in 2023, when I might not have as much free time.
1: Probably not, probably not quite as much free time, but it's exciting to know that, that you see this growing um, and engaging even more young people. And um, I know I said it wouldn't do this, but I'm curious. (laughs) I want to ask kind of a a follow-up question because you've hit so many countries. So as as reviewers and like looking at the submissions, I'm curious about um, the equity lens that different countries bring to to their poetry, different young, you know, young people from different countries. Um, Is there something that stood out to you um, about young people, young people's submissions from other countries that you were
3: reading? Well, in other countries, like when I was going through everything, it was just really like cool to see their different perspectives on the movement and, you know, how it like is where they live. I actually had a lot of responses from India. So just seeing um, the people there's responses was moving because just seeing how the um, Black Labs Matter, how they're affected there is yeah. just different. And I also had some from South Africa, Poland, France, Germany. And I think I was just more shocked by the fact that the contest was able to reach these locations like Yeah. It's amazing. That's
1: a success.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But in total, it was 30. So there was Canada, the Bahamas, Iran. It's just when I was seeing these entries coming in, I was like, did that just say Iran?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty like the, the, the scale and scope. And then, yeah, the, just the young people are grappling with this across the globe that this isn't, I mean, it's concentrated here in the U.S., especially when, when we're talking about the killings of these young people, these um, people of color, um, young and old. Um, but there's there's people connected to that, not just here in the U.S. Um, and I know you touched on this a little bit, but I would love um, to, to hear more about, you started this during the pandemic, so as you're moving into your workshops that are in-person and how do you see the pandemic? um, How is it affecting the people that you're you're working with and how is it impacting your work?
3: So, yeah, as I mentioned before, the pandemic has prevented me from being able to travel and host in-person workshops because it just feels so empowering when you can meet the youth face-to-face and really interact with them. And Zoom allows me to meet virtually with kids all over the world. And I'm so grateful for that. But I just can't wait to be able to meet kids face-to-face again and be able to just build and establish these strong connections.
1: Absolutely. Um, I know... um we are excited to be able to bring our trainings back to in-person. And um, like we were talking about before the show started, we have our national service learning conference here this spring in in April, and we want it to be in person. And it would be amazing for our youth advisory council who started during the pandemic to actually come um, and actually be together in person for the first time. And so um, we're, we are all looking forward to when we can all actually be together in person again. Um, so we are going to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Isabella Hansen. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Visit nylc.org to learn more today.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Again, if you're just joining us today,
1: um, we're here with Isabella Hansen. She's is the founder of I Matter, um, uh, a national international poetry contest focused on equity. And once again, I'm going to throw it back to Sophie. Let Sophie and um, Isabella continue their co- their great conversation.
2: Yeah. So Isabel, I want to bring it back to you and and ask you about the challenges you faced as as you've seen your work grow. And how have you been able to overcome these challenges?
3: So I've had overwhelming support for I Matter, but my biggest challenge was that my ads were actually banned from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because of the Uh words Black Lives Matter. Like I've received notices that it violated their ad policy And instead of letting that stop me, in response to the ban, I went grassroots. And now I work with volunteers who help us find emails for people working with youth in the arts. And then we reach out to them and just see where it goes from there. It has worked out quite well, but it requires hours of dedicated time versus buying an ad. Last year, I had 42 entries from 42 states and 30 countries. So the ad blog definitely did not stop the movement. Another challenge that I did face, though, were Zoom bombers. Someone joined a youth event that I was doing for I Matter with the library, but online, and they wrote very hateful things on the screen. And that made me a bit fearful of doing the next one, but I worked through it. It has not happened again, so that's good.
2: I first off really want to apologize to you for having to go through that. Um, and And I think that really speaks to your perseverance and your resilience and your passion for this. Um, the way you approach that is, is really amazing. And I know that obviously nowadays technology is really dominating everything we do. And it's great when we can use that um to benefit us. And I think that especially with such such big platforms like Instagram, not having those on your side can be extremely difficult. And I think that the way you work through that is really so impressive. Um, and you know it's 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 honestly ridiculous that those ads were being banned. Um, I think that that really says a lot, considering some of the other content that um, I've personally seen on social media. Um, so yeah, that is, that is really disturbing, but you know, on, on the um, brighter side of things, how have, how have you benefit, benefited from this work and, and what skills have you developed and, and what impact do you think this work has had on you?
3: So prior to my work with iMatter, I was just the volunteer helper at the National Youth Foundation. People would tell me where they like what they needed, where they needed me, and I would help them. But that was where I'd been most comfortable. Over the years, though, I was able to grow into a leadership role through this process. So it was awesome to learn that I had that power within myself, and I just have the power to run and like manage a contest like this.
2: Um. So, in in managing the, this contest and, and receiving, um, these submissions through all of this what do you think has been the most rewarding part of this work and i know that kind of might be a hard question because i'm sure there's there's so much you've gone out of this but how has it changed the way you you view young people and and your community
3: i just find it very rewarding to be able to read the wonderful poems and to see all of the art that youth around the world are able to create it is truly a blessing before when i thought of poetry i just thought of older people like Langston Hughes, who I learned about in school, and Phyllis Wheatley, or Poet X, for someone more current. But I've never taken a full poetry class, so this process just allows me to experience the broad range of talent from the youth, and just kind of get a feel for where people feel, like, people's opinions just on the Black Lives Matter movement, but just seeing them express it through art is so, and poetry, is just amazing.
2: Yeah, I was, I was personally, um, reading, reading the book. And I was, I was so affected by it. I think that the medium you've given people to to express themselves on this topic is, is, has really kind of brought the impact that you could have made to such a extreme level. I think it's, it really, um, widens your impact by quite a bit and it really gives people the opportunity to express themselves in ways that they love. Um,
1: So I really, I really would love to circle back um, to your workshops if we could. Um, I was thinking about, so you started, um, you you said just volunteering, which there's never a just in front of volunteer (laughs) because it's such an important thing to do, but really your volunteering has like, it's become this like real thing, right? Like you have funders and sponsors and partners and young people who are, who are excited about how they get to engage and their words and what you're doing is making a real impact, right? Like there's the words are not only healing for people sometimes to put on paper, but then there's opportunities um, for people to again, learn and grow and Think deeply um, by what they read and be impacted, and and hopefully spark real change um, in their behavior because of what they've read from young people. And so, I was thinking about your workshops, and I'm wondering if you could share kind of some of the experiences that young people have in your workshops. Kind of what do they do, and um, were there any um, any um, students, your students, that stood out to you?
3: So typically in my workshops, I talk to the students about why I created the contest. I kind of give them like the rundown and provide an overview of the fallen, like George Floyd, Freddie Gray, Breonna Taylor. I just try to explain to them what I think Black Lives Matter. And this usually motivates them to take that in mind, but also want to express why they think Black Lives Matter in their work. And they ask questions, there's a discussion, and then after that, they sit down and work on either poetry or art, and I also share the work of previous winners, and they love, they always love hearing the poems. I read them, and then we look at the art, and we all just share, and it just gives the
1: students a safe space to discuss the topic of why Black Lives Matter. So you're actually creating a genuine safe space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just back to that line um, from Robbie's poem um, that just, like I say, I mean, there was a lot of powerful words in there. Um, That piece stuck with me. Um, There's like, like I say, there's a, there's a lot of other um, um, really powerful words. Um, I, I was thinking about poetry and the arts and how, how you're using that as a medium for change. And I wondered, um, I know like the excitement of having a young person um, share their poem um, at the inaugural, at the inauguration this year. So Amanda Gorman shared her poem and um, I mean- immediately that was, you know, we were like tweeting and sharing out and, you know, it's, it was so exciting to see an, a young person engage that way. I'm wondering if you have a reflection um, from, from seeing um, her share her poem at the inauguration, if, if there was anything that you wanted to share about that.
3: I actually watched it performed live on, on TV, but it was just so awesome to just see a strong Black woman elevating poetry and just being respected for it. Like on Instagram now, she's been posting about her new books, all of the like new opportunities she had, the photo shoots. It's just amazing how far like poetry took her and doing all of that and how like important she is in the media because all because. She was recognized for this poem. Like, it really just shows everyone how meaningful and powerful a poem can be with the right words. Mm-hmm.
1: And yes. I also, oh, sorry. No, I was just, I was just agreeing with you. So please continue. <laughs> I also wrote to her
3: about being a judge. So fingers crossed if she's listening, I like applied on
1: her website. So That's awesome. fingers crossed. here's hoping amanda if you're listening (laughs) you need to be a judge for i matter yes (laughs) we'll just do a shout out right now um sophie how about you did you um do you have any reflections from that from that experience of seeing amanda gorman share her poem yeah we actually we went over it so much in
2: school um which i actually loved i loved that my school did that and it was it was so profound um just seeing someone, you know, again, someone that young up there. And I think the power with which she spoke and the presence she had um, was, was really so amazing. And I, I was really taken aback um, when I heard it. Um, I think just, you know, the way she reflected on, on what's been going on and kind of what we've been plagued by recently, um, it, it, really, it really makes you think. And I love that I had the opportunity to work on it so much um, at school, because it's really not something that you can just listen to and move on from. I think it's something you really need to work with and sit with and think about. So yeah, no, it was amazing.
1: Wonderful. So we get to, now we're going to invite Isabella to share her poem. Um, it's not the inauguration, sorry, but, (laughs) um, we've got, we've got a lot of people listening near and far. So Isabella, would you please, um, share your poem with us? Of course, this is We're the Effect.
3: A great man named Nipsey Hussle once said, we're not the cause, we're the effect. The cause is our discriminatory society, a society that grabs and whips us for seeking freedom, one that excludes us from the school books printed to teach us. We have been redlined from housing equality and economic prosperity. As we walk the red carpets at award shows, our people are redlined from categories that we know they should have won. Society praises artists who imitate our Black creators. No matter where we turn, our voices and votes are suppressed. Our effect is what we decide to do about it. We can use our platforms to stand up against racism, even when it is inconvenient. We must use our power and leave platforms that disrespect the diversity of our culture. We can use our hard-earned dollars to shop at Telfar, Fenty, and Aunt Jackie's Curls and Coils. So we create jobs in our communities by taking solid action and staying resilient. We become stronger and build
1: unity. We become the effect. That's amazing, and yeah. I have chills, <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> I do too. I know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was really amazing. Thank you, Isabella. Um, so right now we need to take one last short break. Um, When we come back, we will get some final reflections from Isabella. So stay with us on the power of young people to change
0: the world. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa,
3: play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve. Learn. Change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. In our last few minutes, I wanna get some final reflections from you, Bella, but first, um, thank you again for sharing your poem. What were some some of the inspiration behind that poem? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, of course. So Nipsey Hussle, who was the main inspiration of my poem, and he was killed and he would have done so much more for the world and for black people it's when I was traveling to Howard, well, actually my whole inspiration, when I was traveling to Howard in D.C., I saw his mural, his mural on the wall and I was just like, we have to stop, we have to get pictures, mm-hmm. we have to go yeah. check this out. And when I was like, just trying to think of how I wanted my poem to just be, I knew that he had to be the main like, point of it. And loss of his movement will definitely be missed by generations, but I'm trying to keep it alive for now.
2: Absolutely, I love that you've you've taken kind of you know the loss of that opportunity and, and turned it into something great. And you mentioned it's in D.C. I actually live pretty close to D.C. and I absolutely have to go check that out. Um,
1: so moving back can, to I Matter, um, Sophie, yeah, can I ahead. jump in for one second? I just want to um, just in in looking at the most recent book, um, Bella the Nipsey Hustle. His artwork is part of this the the latest publication, right?
3: Yes, it's on the page that's right next to my um poem.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, amazing artwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I mean, yeah, the poetry is amazing, but the the not but but and <laughs> the artwork <laughs> in this in this publication is just like it just grabs a hold. Um so everybody needs a copy of this. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead, Sophie.
2: Yeah, no, no, I want to add on to that really fast too. I was I was flipping through it earlier, it is it is so well done. I think, again, like that combination of the art and the poetry, it's it's really beautiful and it's, it's perfectly done. Um, so moving back to I Matter, Isabella, what, what do you hope for the future of I Matter and how, how do you plan to continue to empower young people?
3: Um, before I answer that, I also just wanted to say that when I, hopefully when I see you guys in April, I will definitely bring you copies of the book
2: so. yay <laughs> thank you thank you so much
3: <laughs> but my biggest hope would be for blacks in america to achieve true equality and to eliminate the need for the contest not to eliminate the need but once blacks have equality then my contest won't like really need to be here mm-hmm. but i feel like mm-hmm. in the world that we live in now it probably will need to exist for a while because in 2021 over 800 people, were killed in Chicago. That was the highest in 25 years. And 81% of them are Black. Mm -hmm. I just dream of a time when Black people can just live.
2: Yeah, you know, it's just hearing you say that it's, it's such a, a simple request. I mean, it's, it's equality, the equality of, you know, people, and it's, it's something that really should be so simple. And, and so obviously reality yet it's, it's taking so much to get there. And that, I think that really says a lot. Um, What is one final thing you would like to share with our listeners, a piece of advice or or something you'll hope they'll consider about youth and about your project?
3: Well, I just want to share with you guys, thank you so much for having me here today. But my advice for youth out there is if you have an idea and people tell you that it can't be done or that you'll struggle, keep asking until you find people around you to make it happen. I've learned myself that you can't surround yourself with negative people who will just push you down and convince you not to go out and do something that you feel really passionate about. I just want you all to not give up on your dreams and not give, out, give up on finding the right like community to help you. There's always people out there. You just need to reach out.
2: You know, it's so amazing to see somebody, um, you know, I'm also a junior too, and and how much you've accomplished is so amazing. And I think that people are often, um, especially people around our age, are are concerned to try and accomplish something so great because of their age. And I think you really serve as such a great um, such a great example of, of how much somebody can accomplish, even being um, in high school. I think
0: yeah, that's just thank so amazing. You.
2: I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so... Going off of that, what's the best way for young people to get involved? And I know obviously you mentioned that um you could bring a copy in April, but how can everyone else get a copy of the I Matter poetry book? Because it's absolutely amazing. And I think everybody needs a copy.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I also just want to touch back to the age thing though. Mm-hmm. I just like I hate that there's a stereotype that young people really can't do anything because it just takes time. Like we have school, we have chores, like we have other, we have things in life, but I feel exactly. like if, if you just like carve out enough time to spend time on doing what you want to do, eventually you'll reach your goal. Mm-hmm. But I just love when other young people want to get involved. So if any listeners want to join the I Matter team, they can email me at foundation at gmail.com or by visiting the website. If you just look up National Youth Foundation, it comes right up and there is actually a contact form. And you can also request for a PDF copy of the book on there. Currently, we aren't selling books because these are just for youth and libraries and schools. But if you have, if you're at a school or know of a library that would like to request a copy, you can request for that on the contact form. But also... Oh, oh, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead, Bella. I was just going to say, we need all the everyone at their school to go to their school library and say, we need a copy of this book. Exactly. And
3: (laughs) I would love to fulfill those requests, but you have to let me know.
1: But if you want to stay connected, just please be sure to
3: follow National Youth Foundation on Instagram at National Youth Foundation. You can also DM us on there and just, we can start talking and get connected and see about sending you a book. And on Twitter, MYFUSA, which is the same. So for any budding poets or artists, please visit our I Matter Contest page on the MYF website and upload your amazing work. I just can't wait to see your wonderful responses. And thank you again for allowing me to be here today. I'm just, I'm so glad I was able to engage in this conversation with both of you and just able to have people listen.
2: <laughs> absolutely, Isabel. I think I've just personally having this conversation with you, I'm absolutely just so impressed by you. I think you've done something so great, and your passion is so evident. And it's it's really amazing, and it's really inspiring. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, really, the work you're doing is so powerful, and youth really need that opportunity to not only share their voices but to be heard. And you've absolutely provided that in so many ways. Um, Thank you so much for all you're doing. It's amazing.
1: And I want to just say thank you too. Um, you you shared. Your passion, your journey with us. And, you know, you're doing something that um, we really strive to do, and that's lift up the voices of young people. Um, you're empowering them, and um, that's going to make a positive change in the world. It's making a positive change in the world. So thank you for all the hard work that you're doing. Um, I'm really excited um, that. Isabella and Robbie um, are going to be joining us for our 33rd annual national service learning conference in Minneapolis. So it's at the University of Minnesota um, campus. I hope everyone listening is going to join us. Um, We're live April 20th through the 22nd. We also have a virtual day on April 27th. So we have amazing lineup of speakers, workshop sessions, service learning opportunities. Um, we're ready um, to engage with you, to have you. We really wanna be in person this year. Um, and really um, with young people like Isabella, Sophie, um, everyone, we're gonna have an amazing event. Um, I do want to do a special. Speaking of sponsors and foundations that we were talking about earlier, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, our conference sponsors. We have the Allstate Foundation, the Charles Stewart Mott Foundation, and the Shinnwen Foundation. You know, like we talked about, it's the support of those um, those foundations that really um, allow us to do our work. Um, and they help us be able to bring people together for this international gathering. So, thank you so much for everything you do to support this work. Um, and then, uh, Sophie, I think you were going to introduce next week's show for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, next week we will have another inspiring show for you. Joining us will be Samia Nawaz from the Clinton Global Initiative University at the Clinton Foundation. It's going to be a great conversation, so make sure to be there. Mark your calendars for Thursdays at 6 o'clock Eastern time. And until next week, join us as we serve, learn, change the world.
0: See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world your host amy muir's will return for another program next thursday at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel together we'll serve learn change the world